for a while, I've been thinking about starting and doing a Thankful Thursday podcast kind of thing, and I'm going to try that for the next couple weeks. And I'm curious what you all think. So do let me know if you like it. Today, I'm going to be talking about why I'm thankful for Anne McCaffrey on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially for reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, today I'm trying something different, and I'm hoping that you like it, because I think it's kind of a nifty idea, and I think it'd be fun. And today I'm going to be talking about why I am thankful for Anne McCaffrey. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on really does help out a lot. Tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this podcast in the first place. Thank you to everyone who has already done that. So the reason I picked Anne McCaffrey for the first episode of possibly this Thankful Thursday series is I don't know if I would have gotten as into reading as I did and into books and everything else, if it weren't for Anne McCaffrey. See, I, I started reading at a young age and I had my sister who would send me books that she thought that I would enjoy. And so I read a lot of the classics as a kid. And I'm, when I say classics, I mean the classics, you know, Treasure Island, the works of Edgar Allan Poe, the works of Mark Twain. And I read those on my own outside of reading for school. And then, of course, there's all the stuff that you read in school because, you know, the stuff you read in school. But the very first time I ever thought about reading a book for myself was when I saw a copy of Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Song in our school library. I I looked over and I saw the book and the cover was so beautiful and so amazing to me with all the little fire dra- fire drakes in the circle around her and it just I wanted to read that story and it was the first time I had ever chosen a book to read. It you know pri- prior to that every book that I had read would be either something that my parents got me or my grandparents or my sister or had been assigned in schools for some, you know, somehow. I had not ever proactively taken that desire to read a book because I wanted to read it. I mean, I loved the works of Roald Dahl and I, you know, fell in love with the BFG and James and the Giant Peach and all that. But those were all gifts. Those were books that were given to me. The town I had grown up in, up until that point, the towns I had grown up in up until that point, didn't have bookstores or anything like that. And I I never really had, you know, books were something that magically appeared. I didn't really know where they came from, other than 
when we moved to Maryland and for the first time I went into the school library and there were all of these books and they were all in one place and it was an oddly magical experience. And so I picked up Dragon Song and I read it. And then I found out it was part of a series and they had Dragon Singer, so I read that too. And they had Dragon Drum and I read that too. And wait, it's part of a world? And so I read Dragon Flight and Dragon Quest and White the White Dragon. And I continued reading through the books, you know, Moretta and what have you. And then I started reading the other books, you know, Kilshara, Kilshara, the Rowan, um, the ship who sang and all, and all of that. And Anne McCaffrey was probably the first writer that I became a super fan of because I picked her out. She's the reason I started going to my local Walden Books, which was not that far from my house, and my mother would actually let me walk down to the mall on my own. And so I could go down and I could go to the bookstore and I could pick out books. And so when I wasn't buying Anne McCaffrey books, I started buying other people's books. And my everything about me that came to love the written word and what the written word could do came about because of her books. You know, if it wasn't for reading Anne McCaffrey, I probably never would have read H.P. Lovecraft or, you know, in, well, anything. The, everything that followed, everything that I read that followed that wasn't designed in school that I chose on my own, I probably would have never gotten to because I had such a vivid imagination as a kid and her stories, while not fantasy, and see, that was the trick there because they had dragons on the cover, so I picked up the books. But they weren't fantasy books. And they were in this rich world with all this world building, but it was kind of this science fiction story, which completely took me by surprise when I learned the history of Pern and where Pern came from. And one of the very first books I ever bought that was kind of a guide was the guide to Pern. And I remember making claw for the first time and knowing what it would taste like. And she actually has recipes in there from the books. So you can actually see what several of the characters' favorite foods would taste like because Anne made recipes. And it's magic. It, it really was magic. Her imagination, her ideas, her ability to tell stories really did wake me up. And show me that I could enter this whole other world and become a part of it in a way that was just beyond me. Because, well, I see, this was my great love of genre fiction. While I enjoyed the works of Edgar Allan Poe, you know, his work was old enough that it was distant. It was what I expected literature to, to, to be like, because it was in that stranger other state. It wasn't exactly what I wanted it to, you know, what I thought modern people talked like. And so I, I didn't have this understanding of what books could be. And the way she wrote characters and the way... See, this should have been... The really big sign is I felt like Melody. I, I felt like her so much. And 
I, <laughs> one, yet again, one of those signs that I should have picked up on because like Lessa, I also really identified with her. She wrote a lot of very strong female characters. And I think that was the other great revelation that I had in these books is these were probably the first books that I ever saw myself in, even though I didn't understand what that meant at the time. I'm actually just kind of realizing now that all of these strong female characters that, yeah, wow, wow, I just blew my own mind in the middle of my own podcast. That's a thing. But yeah, the I saw myself in this girl's coming of age story and wanted to be her. I wanted to have my own fire dragons and I wanted to dance with them on the beach and I wanted to learn how to sing and make music that would keep the history of the world alive and just everything about these worlds invaded me and brought me to life. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm not saying if I had picked up a David Eddings book, who I was also really into shortly thereafter, or, you know, Robert E. Howard or any of the other authors that I ended up getting into after her, you know, it, I would have had a different trajectory. But it was that cover. It was seeing those dragons on the cover of Dragon Song that attracted me to the book. And I think it's the fact that I could identify as strongly as I did with the lead character who felt like she was out of place and eventually found an adopted family that would t teach her to be the person that she really is. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment here. Yeah. That, that book meant a lot more to me than, you know, I'm coming to realize even as I'm talking about it, that book meant a lot more to me and the formation of me as a person than I, even imagined when I decided to talk about this. Because, yeah, I, I, I identified with her female characters. Huh. Sorry. That's interesting. I'm, I'm actually going to leave this into the po in the podcast because I, I get notes from you all that you guys like hearing my personal realizations in real time because they're honest and unexpected. And, yeah, I... I, I really became the person that I am today in my love of reading and my love of fiction and my love of dragons and everything else because of her. And wow, so much of myself came from her in ways mind blown. So this is the point in the podcast where I really debated what to do next, because I could go through and give a brief synopsis of any of the books that I've read by her that I really loved and try to talk you all into reading them. But I'm not going to do that. I think that would be boring because it's the stories that attract us and the world building that Anne McCaffrey built into her worlds and into her settings and into her characters and the vibrance that she brought into them woke me up in ways that, as you can tell from the earlier part of the episode, I, I'm just figuring out for myself that I, I think it would be a shame 
So I'll just make two recommendations. If you want to start with shorter books and get a sense for her writing style, start with Dragon Song. If you would like to start with a more adult book, because Dragon Song, Dragon's Drum, the, the Harper's Trilogy, they really kind of are young adult books, except for I don't think they really had that genre title back then. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember when I first started hearing that, but they really are more young adult books. So if that's what you're into, start there. If you want more adult work from her, I would highly recommend starting with Dragon Flight, which is a great, great book and sets up a great series. It's not chronologically the first book in the Dragon Riders of Pern, but it was the first book written. So I think chronologically Moretta is the first book. No, no, no. Moretta can't be the first book because doesn't... Uh, I can't remember now, but Dra Dragonflight is the best place to get in because the idea of the dragons and the ideas of Pern developed from that point on. And so when we see her going back and fleshing out some of the books in the earlier stories, it, it kind of helps to have that understanding come with you because she had it when she wrote those. And maybe start there. Maybe figure... Huh. I'm sorry, I'm I'm completely thrown off. I, I had intended this episode to just basically be gushing about Anne McCaffrey, and I'm still going to do that, but I, you know, I, I think we're going to do more of these Thankful Thursday type episodes because, you know, I knew what she meant to me insofar as making me love reading because her books really did touch me at a young age and made me want to read more. And I just voraciously gobbled up every Anne McCaffrey book that I could get my hands on for such a long time. But it's only now in talking to you about it that I'm realizing like how much stability and, you know, self-understanding that she gave me in ways that I hadn't processed. Because one, I was really young when I originally read the books, but also because, you know, I hadn't contextualized that part of my life in the way that I do now. And that's the power of a good book. That's the power of a good writer. And that's one of the things that I love about reading the Anne McCaffrey books. There is something about her writing style that is so helpful. It is so welcoming, inviting. It You feel like you're being asked to join into the world, join into the setting, join into the lives of the characters. You don't feel like you're just watching them. You don't feel as separated from them as you do, say, in the Earthsea books, which I do love, but there is a distance between you and the other characters in there. And that's has a lot to do with the narrative voice that was used to write those stories. And it's not a bad thing. But if I had tried to read Earthsea first, I think I would have enjoyed it, but not to the same level. Because Anne McCaffrey's voice and her attention to detail, and the kinds of details that she takes the time to linger on and bring out, really lend a vibrance to her work that I... I'm not going to say I haven't found it in other people, but not in the same way. I have never, she is special to me 
in so many ways as you're now hearing me discover as we talk, but I have never experienced the world of Anne of another writer in the way that I did the work of Anne McCaffrey. It touched me, moved me, connected with me, and pushed me forward in a way that I don't think any other author's voice could have done, could have spoken to me at that time. She was the perfect writer for me to read and the perfect writer for me to get into when I was young. Because she saw the world in a way that even though there were threats and there were monsters and there were villains and heroes, it felt warm and inviting and a place that I wanted to go to. And as I felt this drive growing in me stronger and stronger to escape the life that I had and to escape the body that I was trapped in, she gave me a home to live in. And I'll never forget forget that. And that is kind of why I'm thankful for Anne McCaffrey. Where she really did open me up as a writer and as a reader and showed me worlds that I needed at the time that I read the books. And I could continue to go on and gush and gush and gush, but I actually kind of want to talk about the idea for this series a little bit more. Um mainly because I would kind of like to theme them in a certain way. And that's where I think you all could be very helpful in that. Because I think it would be interesting to have a theme as far as like what I'm thankful for in comics, what I'm thankful for, for, you know, philosophy, for movies, for TV. And I'm sure you guys could come up with more interesting what I'm thankful for themes that could be adopted for these episodes than I could just because you all know what you would like to hear and what you'd like me to talk about. Um, Because, you know, I can go on about a lot of different things. So I do have a couple of these planned out and I would love to hear from you about what you think about this because this episode has really kind of blown me away in how just talking to you about why I'm thankful for the work of Anne McCaffrey, it has opened my eyes up to aspects of her work that I didn't realize had affected me in the way that they did. So at this rate, I don't know if this series is going to make it past Thanksgiving, but there's part of me that thinks this might be a more regular part of the show because I hope you got something out of it, but as on honestly been rather eye-opening because in so many ways I'm more open when I talk to you all on a podcast than I am when I talk to myself in my own head sometimes because I try to think of what would be helpful for somebody other than myself and that opens me up to have some of the revelations like I did today which I have just kind of really blown my own mind so thank you for listening because if if you weren't listening i wouldn't have done this podcast and i i wouldn't have learned what i did today but if you can think of any questions that you have as to what i am thankful for for this that or the other thing 
I would love to hear those. I think that, that could make the series even more interesting than just me prattling on about the things that I am interested in and then prattling on about how I blew my own mind while talking about them. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this show. If you did and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate the podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, including, and most especially right now, your experience with NaNoWriMo, you can contact me using the voice message system. You can find a link to that in the show notes, wherever the show notes are in the fine app that you're listening to me on. If you... Um, please keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. It does help out a lot. If you have... It would rather... See, this is how my blown my mind is. I can't even talk anymore. If you would rather hit me up on social media, you can reach me at CE Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you would like to join the project, it really does help out a lot and help support everything that I'm doing and help support me directly. You can join the project either through the listener support or the Patreon link, which you can find both in the show notes as well. Thank you to everybody who does that. If you if you can hear the great purring, I don't know if the noise canceling is going to get rid of it or not, but I now have two kittens up on my lap because they just really want to be here. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't want to give and help me support my kitten obsession and my kitten lifestyle that's okay i completely understand but if you know anybody you think would enjoy any of the work that i do please do share it with them that helps out a lot as well i want to thank you for everything that you're doing i hope you're writing all the words i can't remember who i stole that from but i love that phrase i hope you're writing all the words i hope your NaNoWriMo is going really really well and if you're not engaged in it i hope whatever you're doing is going really well and don't forget until next time have the fun. Bye.